On this 33rd Thursday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Luke. As Jesus drew near Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If this day you only knew what makes for peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. For the days are coming upon you when your enemies will raise a palisade against you. They will encircle you and hem you in on all sides. They will smash you to the ground and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another within you because you did not recognise the time of your visitation. This is the Gospel of the Lord. These days I have been following Pope Francis's advice of letting myself be looked at by the Lord. I've experienced once again how necessary it is to live by this. I'd like to repeat Pope Francis's beautiful words I mentioned on Monday. I want to tell you how I read my old Bible. Often I read a little and then put it away and contemplate the Lord. Not that I see the Lord, but he looks at me. He's there. I let myself look at him, and I feel, this is not sentimentality, I feel deeply the things that the Lord tells me. I can assure you that it works this way, without sentimentalism. It's not cheap spirituality or marketing. Try to live like this today. Go to the tabernacle in your parish. Go to a chapel of perpetual adoration. Go and try it. If you can't go to a church, Find an image you may have at home, an image of Jesus. Don't read anything, don't sing, don't get distracted, don't think about your children, your family, your work, don't do anything else. Just look, don't close your eyes, just look at Jesus. Look at him, fix your eyes on him, so that you may feel looked at, you may feel his gaze. It's simply wonderful in a way that can't be explained in words. Everything stops, everything ceases to matter a little. I did it and I realised once again that, before Jesus, the best thing to do is to take off your watch. Stop looking at the time and let yourself be looked at. God willing, you will do so sooner or later, if you really want to. We will be talking about this over the next couple of days because it bears much fruit. Today's glimpses of the Gospel shows us that what happens to us, the fact that our interior life often stands in stark contrast to our emotional release and vice versa, clearly didn't happen to Jesus. He's the perfect man, he's God made man, but he has no sin, and therefore he didn't suffer from any passion disorder. Our Catechism, which is obviously based on the Word of God, teaches us that Jesus' whole life reveals the Father to us. That is, it tells us and shows us who the Father is and what he's like. His words, actions, silence, pain and suffering, his way of talking to us. Everything that Jesus says, does, keeps to himself and endures, shows us what the Father says, does, keeps to himself and endures. 
Today, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem, and we could say that the Father also weeps for his children, for those in that time and for us, for you and me. Without ignoring the fact that we use human language to speak about something we don't fully grasp, we could wonder, how many times did Jesus and the Father cry for us because we didn't take advantage of God's presence in our lives? How many times have you cried for your children because they've been ungrateful to you? Have your children ever hurt you? Well, if we know what that feels like, why not think that God loves and suffers for his ungrateful children on earth who often forget about him or say that they love him but, in the end, don't love him that much? Couldn't it be possible that you and I cause his suffering? Many times we don't attach much importance to this weeping of Jesus, or we overlook it. Perhaps the only instances in which we recall that Jesus cried was when his friend Lazarus died, or during his passion. We seem to have selective memory, or at least we are choosy about the gospel, just as we behaved in our childhood when it came to food, we are selective with the Word of God. The dish of the Word of God is served on a daily basis. However, we may sometimes choose what we like best and forget about some of the rest. We separate what we cannot swallow because of the way it looks, because at some time it made us sick, or just because we are picky eaters. Jesus' weeping is rather uncomfortable. He cries for so many people who are blind and are thus unable to discern God's time, his coming to our lives. The disciples saw Jesus crying. Can you picture that moment? Jesus was gazing out at the city and at the people who were supposed to welcome him, while tears were rolling down his cheeks. They were tears of love, sadness, disappointment, helplessness and reproach. They were God's tears. Yes, God cried, though you may find it hard to believe. Jesus cried. He really cried. He didn't act up. If he cried while he was with us on earth, why wouldn't he cry now in heaven? I'm sure he's also crying out of love. Jesus cries when we shut our eyes tight or when our eyes are clouded by so many things and we don't realise that he is continuously visiting us. What else do we expect from Jesus? What other signs of his visits do we need to realise how much he loves us? Do we demand too much of God? Couldn't it be that our God is so simple that he sometimes makes us uneasy or disconcerts us? Jesus cries for each of us every time we choose to bury our talents or make our own way. Jesus cries for us every time we don't put our freedom to good use or turn our backs on him. Jesus cries every time we reject love and fall into sin. He cries because he loves us. His heart aches just as other parents' hearts ache when a child chooses the wrong path or wastes his life. Hasn't Jesus got the right to cry for us? Isn't it wonderful that he worries about our lives and cries for us? It may seem weird and hurt a bit, but I'd rather Jesus cried for us than think that he doesn't care at all about what we do. Jesus, give us the grace to realise how often you visit us. You come to us, and yet we, distracted, don't notice your presence. May we have a good day, 
and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.